Hello, everybody. Happy New Year, my friend. Welcome to 2022 and the fourth season of this podcast series, Love Someone with Delilah, where I have the privilege of having long and lovely conversations. I think we'll add a little joy to the lives of those listening in. Last season, oh my word, I had some phenomenal guests like TV and movie director Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen series, and Lee Isaac Chung of Minari fame. Several folks who worked tirelessly to make lives better for people sat down with me, like Katrina McGee from the American Heart Association. Oh my goodness, what a hot ticket that lady is. Always on the go, always trying to bless others. Carrie Peterson of Mercy Ships, Jennifer Perry from Foster Moore, and Frank Siller, founder of Tunnel to Towers Foundation, who walked hundreds of miles in honor of his brother who was lost in 9-11. We also had Annie F. Downs, who penned the book That Sounds Fun, and the phenomenal artist and author Charlie Mackesy creator of the compassionate characters, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. He dropped in to talk to us. And we even had football legend Kurt Warner, who shared the unbelievable journey that took him from a supermarket stocking clerk to an NFL superhero. And then there was music, music, music. We talked to Lee Bryce, to Tim McGraw, to Amy Grant, to Pink, Pentatonix, Lauren Daigle, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Fire Rose, the incredibly talented Idina Menzel, Nora Jones with her sweet, sweet voice, Michael Buble. Who, Mr. Buble? So, so charismatic. Kelly Clarkson, who is absolutely adorable, and Rob Thomas. Superstars, one and all, but more than that, they are people. People with families, with friends, with hopes and dreams, talented, beautiful, perfectly imperfect people who've experienced victories and defeats, love and losses, and who take it all and pour it into the music they create that we love so much. Yep, 2021 was pretty phenomenal here on Love Someone, and hopefully the time we spent together brightened a year defined by uncertainty and a longing that we have for stability. That's my goal. I can't bring you the stability. I can bring you joy in the stories we tell. I'm going to try and do the same this season. We're kicking the year off by recognizing the importance of maintaining and bolstering our mental health. Today's guest is going to help us by sharing some tools to manage and overcome negativity. From a method developed by a renowned mental conditioning expert and advisor to some of the world's most elite sports performers, Trevor Mowad. Some months ago, we were working towards setting up this interview with Trevor, who was eagerly anticipating the release of his second book, Getting to Neutral, How to Survive and Thrive in a Chaotic World. At the time, what I didn't know is that Trevor was fighting an aggressive cancer using all the tools outlined in his book to maintain a positive outlook and live his life fully each day. 
Sadly, Trevor has passed, but leaves behind an incredible legacy that will continue to help people to learn how to harness the power of neutral thinking to navigate the twists and the turns of life. With me today to impart some of Trevor's wisdom is Andy Staples, his friend and writing partner on both books Trevor wrote about the power of neutral thinking. What does that mean? What does that even look like? I'm as eager to chat with him as I'm sure you are to listen in, especially if you've been dealing with a lot of negativity. We'll be back to do just that right after I give the proper credit to one of today's podcast sponsors. Everyone has the power to change the world. Mercy Ships is an organization dedicated to that mission and is sustained entirely by the generosity of volunteers and donors like me and you. They're an organization comprised of floating hospitals staffed with physicians, surgeons, medical personnel, and hundreds of other volunteer positions from administration to galley cooks, traveling to some of the poorest countries in the world to provide free life-changing surgeries. They make the world a profoundly better place. You can visit them at mercyships.org to see how you can be a part of all that Mercy Ships does. Give, go, or pray. There are so many ways you can help Mercy Ships help others. Give, go, or pray. That's mercyships.org. Mercyships.org. Andy Staples, welcome to Love Someone with Delilah. I am honored. This is, I've been on a lot of sports talk radio shows. I have to say this is the one radio show I never thought I would ever be on. So I'm, I am honored. My mom used to listen to you all the time. Thank you. Tell me who was Trevor Moad. Tell me about Trevor. And I'm sorry I didn't have a chance to meet him. Yeah, it, it, Trevor should be the one here talking to you right now. Unfortunately, uh, he passed away in September after a fight with cancer that is is part of the book that we wrote together. We, we've written a couple of books together. And so I, I met Trevor. Trevor was a, a mental conditioning coach, which you've heard of sports psychologists, you've heard of, of coaches, but I had never heard of a mental conditioning coach until 2011 when I, I covered college football for Sports Illustrated. And I was looking for some other story to do about the University of Alabama football team because they're we'd pretty much written everything. And so I heard that they had a mental conditioning coach working with the Alabama football team and found out it was Trevor and, and gave him a call and we started talking and ended up writing a story about him and, and just kind of following his career after that. But, but what Trevor did was he would help athletes be their best selves mentally, be the kind of people who could, you know, if you were a cornerback on the football team and you gave up a touchdown, he'd help make it where you could play that next play without freaking out. Or if you're a pitcher who just gave up a home run, he, he would help you figure out how do I throw that next pitch? How do I get my mind in the right place to throw that next pitch? And he, he would work with these guys in their off seasons uh, when they weren't practicing and uh, wound up being kind of the, the, one of the best friends of, of Russell Wilson, who's now the, the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, who's won a Super Bowl and and done pretty much everything you can do in football. What Trevor did was was try to help those players 
be ready for any situation they might face on the field, be mentally ready. And, and it's different from being physically ready. You can lift all the weights you want, but if your mind is all over the place, you're going to struggle. That was his job. And then a few years ago, Harper Collins asked him, do you think you could translate this to the average person, to the, to the non-elite athlete? And he said, absolutely. He said, this stuff is universal. Now, this is something that can help everyone because we all go through lots of stressors in our daily lives. We all deal with things. Life throws all kinds of curveballs at us. And so if we could look at the world the way these elite athletes do, then it would help us make better decisions. It would help us live better lives. And so that's where our first book, It Takes What It Takes, came from. And then the second book that, that's about to come out is called Getting to Neutral. And, and neutral thinking was probably, I, I would call it Trevor's baby. He, he came up with this concept because his father, we have to go back to his dad. His dad was a guy named Bob Moat, who was a, a nationally known motivational speaker. He was one of the original authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul. He preached positivity and always having a positive outlook, positive thinking. Well, Trevor, and this used to make him feel bad when he'd work with athletes because he would try to convince them to think positively. And an elite athlete doesn't want to be told just be positive. They've, their BS meter just runs a little too hot for that sort of thing. They want to know why everything is going to happen. They want to know how this works. Why does this work? You can't just tell them just be positive because they're going to say, you, you can't, I, I'm not going to believe you unless you tell me why. So do I just, I have to interject something real quick here. Don't you think that applies across the board to all of us? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. The idea of neutral thinking was just Trevor watching these elite athletes, Michael Johnson, who won the gold medal in the 200 and the 400 meters at the 96 Olympics in Atlanta, the guy who wore the gold shoes. He was one who helped Trevor kind of formulate that neutral thinking concept by just explaining what his thought processes were going into a race. And he had, you know, three things that, that he would say to himself every race. And one, one of the things was, I'm a bullet. <laughs> he just, he, he it, it, it kind of centered him. And so, and, and Trevor, you know, watched Russell Wilson as he developed in his career. And, and I talked to Vince Carter, who was a, a great NBA player who played until he was in his early forties. You know, so just a, a guy who, you know, physically he didn't have what he had when he was 20, but mentally he made up for it. And so Trevor gathered stuff from all these guys and he, he kind of noticed they, they all had kind of a commonality. And that was, they, they were very non-biased in the way they thought about stuff when they were making a decision in the heat of the moment, especially in game. And he would ask him, just pepper him with questions. Okay. Why, why do you do this? How do you do this? And basically what they do is they go to the facts, to the truth. Every time they face a critical choice. Now in, in their world, in the elite athlete world, that critical, they might have half a second to make that critical choice. So they they've dealt with a lot of this stuff in practice and in our own lives, We'll face critical choices that we have half a second to make. We'll face them that we have, you know, two weeks to make. But the way you need to look at it is the same. And that is go to the facts, go to what you know about that situation, you know, not how you feel about it. And that, that, that's the, the part that I think Trevor felt bad because he was moving away from what his dad taught into something different. Now, if you go back and listen to his dad talk, they were actually saying a lot of the same things. And I, I told Trevor that at the, you know, near the end of his life. And 
I kept trying to say, look, you, you think you're moving away from this, but you guys were pretty close together on this deal because his dad, his dad also passed away from cancer, had a, a much longer fight, had about a five-year fight. And I remember listening to one of his dad's last speeches that he gave. And, you know, he was talking about people coming and saying, how are you doing? And how you answer someone who says, how are you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm upright. I'm on this side of the pavement. And with the audience not knowing what he was fighting through at the time. But that's a new, those are neutral statements. Those are not, I'm good, I'm great, I feel this, I'm sad. It's, hey, these are the things that are going on right now that I have to celebrate. And so that's where the, the basis of neutral thinking comes from. Uh, Trevor actually figured it out. He and his, um, he and his wife went hiking on uh, Camelback Mountain in Phoenix one day. And uh, I didn't know this, but you apparently should not leave for your hike any later than say, oh, I don't know, seven o'clock in the morning, because it gets really, really hot up there if you, if you don't. And so they left a little too late and they were just you know, covered in sweat and panting. And they wanted to yell at each other because they couldn't remember who, who decided to, you know, who had to do what that made them late and, and made it where they were both, you know, physically exhausted. And he's sitting there looking at the gear shift and he sees the end and he goes, that's it, neutral we got to get to neutral right now, or we're going to, you know, we're going to be yelling at each other. And, and that's, he realized, okay, this is, this is how I need to brand this. And yeah, I, I think when, when he taught it to athletes, it was a very natural thing. They, they understood, okay, I'm a pitcher. If I just gave up a hit, I can't think it's the end of the world because the next hitter is coming up right now. And I have to try to get him out. But I think in our own lives, I don't know if we, we feel that way, Delilah. I think, you know, when, when something bad happens, we tend to just a lot of times we'll go into a hole and say, oh, no, this is awful. And only if I'd only done this and if I'd only done this, instead of just saying, here's what's going on right now. Here are, this, here are the next steps I need to take to either solve this problem or make it better or change my situation. And it's, it's a hard thing to, to get yourself to do. But once you start thinking that way you find the world becomes a much easier place to deal with. Uh, as you're speaking, it's bringing up so many thoughts for me and so many places, really wonderful places that I have been taught or heard the same message in different language. Because in mm -hmm. a 12-step program that I belong to, they say first things first. Yes. So you think about what is the first step I have to take. I got 50,000 things to tackle, but first things first. When I'm caught up in that, like Christmas or, you know, the holiday is coming up or this is coming up or my kids have to do this, this, this and this. And to get them into school, you know, after the pandemic, I had to get their shot records and I had to do this and I had to do this. Yes. And I get so frustrated. I'm like on a hamster wheel at three o'clock in the morning. But when I remember that first things first, whew, okay. And, and that's, that's mentally shifting to neutral, like you just said. In, in mom and dad world, I think that's one of the best places for it. I, I've got a 12 and a 10 year old. And I think back to you know, anybody who's got kids that are close in age can, can remember when they were under five. And just what it took to leave the house when you have a couple of kids or, or you know, God bless those families that have three, four, five kids and they're all young and they're trying to get them out of the house. You have to be able to think this way. And I think that's when we were at our best, that's naturally how we think is, okay, I have the bottles made. Do I have a change of clothes? Do I have a change of clothes for each kid? 
I have, I have the diapers. The diapers are here. The diaper bag is, is, is packed. And, and so you're just starting and, and the UCLA women's basketball coach, Corey close told us a really good story. And I, I realize I'm shifting from mom and dad world of basketball, but they had, they actually studied our first book. She had them during the pandemic when they couldn't get together and practice. She still wanted her players learning things that could help them on the court. And so she had her players study our first book. And so they studied neutral thinking. And so fast forward to the, the first season they play after doing that. And they were playing against Oregon. They're winning. They were winning by a lot. And then Oregon comes back and all of a sudden they're not winning by very much at all. And there's a timeout. And one of their captains addresses the whole team. And she says, don't worry about anything else. Ask yourself, what is the next right step? That's it. Take stock of this situation and find the next right step, which I thought was brilliant. And we actually made a chapter out of it. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things that I know you talk about, uh, or Trevor talked about, and, and you wrote about, is cataloging or um, really being clear on what your core values are. Yes. And I know so many people who don't even have a clue what their core values are. You meet me, you spend an hour with me, you will know what my core values are, what my faith is, what my family means to me, what my career means to me, what my mission is on the radio every day or on the podcast every day. But I think a lot of people don't have a clue what those core values are that make them tick, that motivate them, that get them up and get them going every day. And I love that, that you talk about identifying those and owning them. That was a big deal to Trevor to, to have that chapter in the book. And it was something that, that, I had really not thought about when we were doing the first one. And he, he explained his kind of his journey through that because he'd always been, you know, he'd always had faith and he'd been a churchgoer, you know, since the time he was a kid, but he, he had a, a moment in college where he kind of questioned his faith and he wasn't sure, am, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right things? And he had a, a health scare, which strangely enough, and, and sadly it, was kind of the precursor to what eventually happened later in life. But after that, when he got healthy, he re-examined his values because it had given him a lot of time to sit and think what, what really matters to me. And everybody says, okay, it, well, it, it's your family or it's faith. Well, yes, the, the, that's pretty universal. Most of us are going to say our faith and our family. 
And, but what are the other things that really matter? For some people, it may be your fitness. It may be, you know, you, you want to make sure you stay in shape. You want to make sure you exercise. That may be a, a key thing for you. Uh, it may be artistic expression for some people. You, you know, you may need an outlet where, where you, maybe you need to paint or you need to write or you need to do something that, that kind of fulfills your soul. Every, everybody needs to take stock of that. And that stuff changes over the course of your life. It's sort of like, you know, when, when you're married and I, I've been married for, for over 20 years now. And I, somebody told my wife and I that, and I thought this was, was really smart. The person you married 20 years ago is probably not the person you're married to now. And you have to make sure that, that you can deal with that person and that person can deal with you. And it's the same for yourself. You're not the same person you were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Your values may be completely different. You know, 20 years ago, I didn't have any kids. My, my priorities, values were very different. But now they are absolutely my number one priority. They, they are the thing I value most in the whole world. And so it is important to take stock. I'd say every couple of years, what matters to me? And then you, you sort of point your behaviors toward what truly matters to you so that you're getting the most out of your life. I think uh, one thing that I noted when I was going through uh, the notes on, on the book is that you say, or Trevor said, that it's important to be honest about mm -hmm. those values because how many people, when they go through those changes in life, you know, maybe, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the most important thing was having the Christmas event or the birthday party mm -hmm. with your kid. And now your kid is grown and you it's hard to be honest with, you know what? I want to focus on me right now. I want to. Yes. I want to travel right now. Travel is important to me or uh, learning a new hobby is important or whatever that is. Um, just being honest and without judgment. Yes. Cause we judge ourselves the worst. Oh, a hundred percent. You don't have to post your values on Facebook. This is all internal monologue here. This is, this is strictly between you and you. And so be honest with yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, you're going to have a lot of problems. And so this, especially because when you determine your values, your values start to determine your behaviors and what you, what you prioritize and what you do. So if you can't be honest with yourself, you're going to be like, well, I keep doing this, trying to, to fit this one thing because this is what I believe I should be. Well, you're going to be unhappy because you're going to feel like you're wasting time. You're going to feel like you're kind of pointed in the wrong direction. So like you said, it's okay. If, if one of your values is I need more time for me, by all means, prioritize that, add that into your behaviors, build time for yourself so that you can have that time to mentally decompress or whatever it is you like to do that, that makes you happy and fulfilled because that is going to make you an altogether happier person. It's hard to do if you're, especially, like I said, empathy is such a great quality for a person to have. Even the great qualities you have can overwhelm you if you let them. And so you just, everything needs to be in balance. And, and so I, I'm one of those people who I get in these cycles where, okay, 
what can I do next? How do I figure this out? How do I, you know, what, what's going to happen 10, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. So you're a future tripper. I am. And I have to pull myself back and I say, no, no, no. What am I going to do tomorrow? How can I, how can I help tomorrow make my kids' lives better, make my wife's life better, make my wife better? That, that, that's the only, that's the only way you can do it. And because I will just get caught looking ahead and not, and, and I'll miss today. And it's, it's a bad way to look. It's a bad way to look at the world. And, and you, you don't want to miss anything. I, I, you know, I had my, my 12 year old the other day said, I wish we could just skip past this week and, and get right to Christmas vacation. And I said, when you get older, you're, you're going to never, ever want to skip past today because you don't get any of that back. Yep. But my mind will suck me into that place in a heartbeat if I'm not careful. Yeah, see, uh, my problem's the opposite. I never want to skip. I never want to fast forward. My problem is I like looking in the rearview mirror too much, you know. And oh, I, yeah. and I, I think that's just as, um, I mean, you're still missing out on the here and now, whether you're future tripping about tomorrow or looking back at yesterday with longing or guilt or uh, I wish I, you know, the could have been, would have been, should have been. You're still missing the yeah. here and now this precious moment that getting to neutral part of it, because part of getting neutral is you do need to, to take stock of what's happened, but you can't let it, you can't let anything in the past or the future control your next decision. We're so fortunate to have Andy with us today who helped Trevor with his books on neutral thinking and is sharing some tips to help us be less reactionary and live more balanced lives. I'm going to talk about one of my awesome podcast sponsors for just a moment, and then we'll be back to chat with Andy just a little bit longer. Hi, it's Delilah. If you have been listening to my voice on the radio for years, then you know that I have been around on the radio for years. Off the radio, I'm taking care of my kids, taking care of my dogs, riding my horses, growing plants in my gardens. And you know what? It hurts. It does. My hands hurt. My back hurts. My knees hurt. But when I started taking Omega XL, I noticed a difference within the first month. Omega XL, when taken every day, gives me relief in my hands and my joints like nothing else. If you suffer from pain associated with inflammation, I urge you to try Omega XL. When you try Omega XL, you will see a difference in the quality of your life. You'll see a difference in your joints. I even see a difference in the way my skin feels and the way my hair grows. I kid you not, my hair grows more rapidly when I take my Omega XL every day. In fact, if I forget to take my Omega XL for a few weeks, Oh boy, do I notice a difference. OmegaXL.com forward slash love to place your order and to discover all the wonderful goodness of Omega XL. So in, in your own personal life, how has getting to neutral impacted it? Has it made it better? Uh, do, you, do you find your relationships are better? Like how has it personally Andy helped you or made life better. It got me through the pandemic. 
It really did. Those early days when we were all in the house, you couldn't really go anywhere except the grocery store or the, the pharmacy. And nobody knew what was going to happen. I just kept telling myself, I'm going to stay neutral. I'm going to decide what the next right step is. I'm going to do that. And I said that to myself over and over and over again. And it kept me from getting too sad about the entire situation or too scared about the entire situation because it allowed me to think, okay, what can I do today? Cause my kids are stuck here. They can't go see their friends. What can I do today to try to make this more fun for them? You know, how can I help my wife who I work from home and have for years and years, she's having to work from home now and, and has never had to do it before. So that's, that's the only thing I could do was, was just think about that next step instead of trying to look too far ahead. I always, the, the one way I, I describe the whole getting to neutral process is like, let's say you, you say you want to run a marathon. If you say, I'm going to go run 26.2 miles and you're super positive about it, but you haven't trained for a marathon, guess what? You ain't going to run 26.2 miles. If you say, I'm going to run, I'm going to try to run 26.2 miles and you're super negative about it. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I can. Well, of course you're not going to be able to do that. But if you actually train for a marathon and you do it the way you're supposed to, where you do a three mile run and then a three mile run at the end of the week, you do a six and then work your way up to that 20 mile long run, which by the way, is very relaxing when you finally do that 20 mile training run. When you get to the actual marathon, the whole time you're just going, well, I remember when I was on my 12 mile training run, this is how this felt. And when I did my 15 mile training run, this is how this felt. Now you didn't go past 20 in your training runs. And by then you're just numb. So it doesn't really matter, but it, you, it helps you because you can just, you can go back to the facts. You say, I have prepared myself for all of this. So when I adopted child number 15, mm -hmm. three years ago, that's exactly what I did. Really? I said, I'm pre I've prepared myself for this and I've been through this and I've trained for this. And even though I am in my late fifties, I am ready for this. How, how could you not be prepared after 14? You're prepared. <laughs> Actually, you know. you know, you have one, you have one, you have two, you have 12 because their friends are always right. over. And after six or seven <laughs> or eight, you know, but seriously, that was, I had to get to neutral because when I would get up in my head and I would start thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be 70 when they graduate from high school. Oh my gosh. You know, a future tripping or how am I going to handle this or how am I going to handle that or what am I going to do? And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be done with work soon. And how am I going to support a kid that needs braces? How strong did you feel, though, when you said, I've prepared for this? I know what's going to happen if there's a food allergy. I know what's going to happen if they need braces. The food allergies, yes. The asthma, yes. The special medical issues, yes. The ADHD, yes. The modified diets, the tutors, the braces, 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 braces. I'm on, I think, my eighth set of braces right now. Yeah, So, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. When you prepare instead of freak out, it's a whole different story. And the thing is, you didn't, you didn't think about it while you were preparing. No. Your whole life was spent preparing for it. It's true. There's a, and a one day you just are a great, um, a great verse uh, in an old, old book that came out several thousand years ago that said, says for such a time as this, I was born for such a time as this. And that can be applied to whatever mountain you're climbing. I, I love you said that because 
So Trevor dedicated this book, uh, and I think he knew what was coming, and he didn't tell most of us what was coming, but he dedicated it to anyone climbing a mountain. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I just, I'm so happy that this is exactly what he wanted to be in the world. He, he wanted people to be able to, to use these things that, that he's been working on with these athletes for you know, over 20 years. And, you know, I think there may have been some fear that, that he may not have been able to get it out in time. And he did, uh, he beat, it beat that deadline. And, uh, I, I'm so glad he did. I'm, I'm honored. He chose me to, to write the words and, and I'm just, I'm so grateful that, that everybody gets to, to, to see this and read this. And I mean, it's so much bigger than just some sports stuff. It it definitely is so much bigger than sports stuff because your world is dominated by sports stuff. But like you said, when you had children, your whole, your whole values, everything changes and you realize, um, you know, maybe that, that sports are not the end, but the, the, the means to an end, the means to Mm -hmm. fellowship, to teamwork, to, um, grace, you know, you can watch any game, basketball, baseball, football, and you can see what players know the word grace and which ones don't, which ones are puffed up. And it's all about me, 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 me. Um, so Applying the principles you're talking about to life, to kids, to raising, to honesty, to integrity, to de-escalation. You know, when you adopt kids out of the foster care system, you have to learn de-escalation techniques. And I'm not good at it. I am not good at it because I have, you know, on both sides of my family tree, I got a temper. And so... You know, getting to neutral, de-escalating, learning how to show grace and how to listen and how to come up with that next step. If every parent in America learned that, if every teacher in America learned that, how much better would our lives be? So thank you. Thank you for that. If our kids would just learn that. Yeah, but they can't learn it if we don't show it. (laughs) We might have to show a little bit better example first. But Andy Staples, thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for uh, helping to write Getting to Neutral. Uh, I think every teacher, counselor, foster parent, parent, child could could read this and 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 apply the principles and make our world a better place well i i hope i hope everybody gets a chance to read it and this is this was trevor's dream to to get this message out there and and i'm I'm just so grateful that the people are going to get to see it andy staples thank you have a blessed 2022 thank you delilah Trevor Moawad was the president of Moawad Consulting Group, the co-founder with Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson of Limitless Minds and the author of Getting to Neutral, How to Survive and Thrive in a Chaotic World, a step-by-step guide on how to successfully navigate adversity and defeat negativity by downshifting to neutral thinking. He was a highly thought of and valued mental conditioning coach to elite performers, a brilliant light who will be greatly missed. Andy Staples is a professional writer who worked with Trevor to create Getting to Neutral and its predecessor, It Takes What It Takes. He covers college football and all barbecue-related issues for The Athletic and previously wrote 
for Sports Illustrated, as well as other publications. He also hosts the Andy Staples Show about college football and is doing his part to carry on Trevor's legacy. I am so grateful to Andy for joining me today and sharing the helpfulness of downshifting to neutral thinking. (laughs) It's so funny. After I heard about this podcast, after I became familiar with the book, I actually have had several chances to apply this. As someone who can be reactionary at times, okay, most of the time I'm reactionary, I can certainly see the benefit of restraining and retraining oneself to ask, what do I know, instead of just reacting to how I feel. When I take the time to downshift to neutral, I'm a lot more effective as a parent, as a boss, as a personality on the radio. I hope that you've discovered a few gems in today's conversation that you will find useful in your life. If you did, pick up the book, Getting to Neutral, which can be found wherever books are sold. Life is challenging, especially now, and we react. I react. The longer we wait for the seas to calm, the longer we're going to be disappointed and discouraged. So I'm looking for tools to help me navigate life. I encourage you to look for tools that will help you remain on an even keel, even in the roughest waters as the world gets crazy. And if you find that you can't, well, reach out to somebody else to help. To quote from one of my favorite pages in The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse by Charlie Mackesy, what is the bravest thing you ever said? Asked the boy. Help, said the horse. If you need to ask for help, do it. Take care of yourself, my friend, and keep coming back for more great conversations to brighten your world because we've got, oh boy, we got a lot of great podcasts lined up for you this year. Thank you for joining me and take some time to slow down and love someone. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.